Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Crazy at times. It sounds like... <laughs> you yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in to Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Toby Altizer, in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Only a couple more days, he'll be back. Monday, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer back here on The Fan. And we never even got to come up with an alternative show name for you with this show. Yeah. Because um, I remember when Plucker was here, we had a name for it, which I do not remember because that was over a year ago. When I did I the show, I tentatively called it AR's Hour of Power. And a- we never got one for you. AR's Power Hour. I prefer Hour of Power because I'm a Sum 41 fan, but that's fine too. Mm, um... Toby's tumultuous tirades. <laughs> yeah, triple T. There you go. The triple T. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not good at those sort of things. I let other people do those sort of things. That's why I'm here. Let's just do like we do with every other one of our shows and go with the Toby Altizer show or the Fan Afternoon show. Originality <laughs> is not lacking here we, at 12:15. We are great. You fan. want some creativity, man? We will give it to you. We got the most creative show names you can think of. It's time for the 2 to 3 p.m. show on the afternoons <laughs> yeah. with Toby Altizer. Yeah, that's exactly on 12:50 right. 12:50 a.m. The Fan. Again, I am Toby Altizer. That's Adam Roberts. We are live here from the Lakeland University Studios. Lakeland University is offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakelands.edu slash get started. So we like to talk about some fun things here on Sparky's Midday Madness. I know Sparky will do that. Talk about different topics maybe that you won't get to discuss at length on some of the other shows with this hour that we got with you guys. I want to talk about these new unis. Are they new unis or are they old unis for the Bucks? Some purple uniforms are back for the Milwaukee Bucks, and I know a lot of people are excited about it. I know they're excited that this purple is back, and you finally get to see the beloved purple uniforms on the Milwaukee Bucks again. It's been a while. It has been. 414-677-1250 if you want to hop in on the conversation, or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. And I'm excited for these purple jerseys to be back. I think they're going to look real cool. And so we got a couple things we can talk about with this. Obviously... Got to talk about our thoughts on these purple jerseys and want to get your guys' thoughts on them. What other jerseys would you like to see maybe make a comeback? Or what are some of your favorite jerseys in sports? 414-677-1250. Again, 414-677-1250. Or you can tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. Just looking at these, if we're trying to be very simple on these, you know, just describing what these Bucks jerseys are. So, very simple. Purple jerseys with green piping around the neck, uh, the collar, and the arms there, the white Bucks old font with the white numbers and a green stripe down the shorts. I mean, pretty basic stuff here for the Bucks uniforms, but it calls back to Bucks of the past. And I think that's one thing that I think it gets frustrating at times with 
how Nike has done the NBA in their uniforms in that there's so many jerseys that come out every single year for the basketball teams. Every single year, it's just nuts what you see. But the one thing that I do appreciate is they've done a pretty good job, I think, at times of making sure to get these guys or get these uniforms from older times back onto the players. And I think this is kind of cool that you're going to have this. I mean, you've seen even some throwbacks to the Kareem era with the Bucks. You've seen those sort of things happening. So I think that's kind of cool. And I can appreciate that. I, I, I like that. So now you get the purple ones back with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm excited to see what these look like on the floor. I am. Now, they're not the ones that have the buck on the front. I know a lot of people want those as well. Think of a Ray Allen jersey with the purple jersey with the the buck on the front there. That's a pretty unique jersey, and I'd like to see that one back as well. But I think this is a good start, heading back and just getting to your roots. Because one thing about it, it's an interesting jersey. Oh, Sorry, I just uh, saw something from Shams. He just tweeted out a few minutes ago, speaking of jerseys. The NBA will be retiring Bill Russell's number six league-wide. Oh, good. That's the first player in NBA history to have his jersey retired across the league. They'll wear a patch during the season, and every arena's court will have a clover-shaped logo with the number six on it. Cool. That's cool. So league-wide for Bill Russell, that's Mm kind of cool. I think that's a unique thing as well. Well, what's LeBron going to do? Lynn LeBron switched to number six last year. Is he back to 23 now? I don't know. Let me double check. I guess LeBron's going to have to go back to number 23. But, yeah, I mean, that's a cool thing. Yeah, he's six right now. That's a cool gesture as well, though, because Bill Russell is someone that kind of paved the way for a lot of people. And that's another thing that we could talk about at some point as well is the impact of Bill Russell in the NBA and what he did and winning 11 NBA championships in Boston. An impressive resume for sure, and one of the all-time greats for basketball and uh, prayers for his family as he passed away, what was that, last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, tough time for basketball losing Bill Russell, but a cool gesture by the NBA to retire his number league-wide. I think rightfully deserved so. I, I think that's a good gesture. Talking about these jerseys for the Milwaukee Bucks, what do you think about these purple jerseys? I think they look pretty sharp. I think they look good. And if you want to call in and talk about them, 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. I'd like to see some of these other jerseys, though, come back. I'd like to see that Buck jersey, the one with the Buck on the front. I'd like to see that. And then looking across some other sports, there's some jerseys that I'd like to see a little more of. You know which ones I like if we're staying around basketball? And I talked about this a little bit with Bart earlier this morning. As a Wizards fan, they kind of showed that they're going to be debuting uh, some throwback jerseys of their own when almost like a Michael Jordan-era Wizards jersey. The white jersey with the blue and the gold and black. I think those are kind of cool, but I like the Duracell battery ones. The black shorts with the gold jersey. A lot of people thought those were ugly. Maybe they are, but I thought they were iconic. Those are cool. The ones that I really like, though that I really wish would make a comeback. I love those rainbow Denver Nuggets jerseys. That's a good one. Loved those. Those were phenomenal jerseys. They've brought it back to an extent. They've had various things of little iterations here and there, but never to the full extent like they were there. It reminds me a little bit, too, the ones I like that the Astros will wear every now and then as well. The ones that Nolan Ryan would wear, those type of, with the Houston Astros, those sort of jerseys are sweet. Let's just keep the uh, generic kind of off orange and gray Astros jerseys in the biz bag because those were terrible. Yeah, those were awful. But the ones where they've got like the rainbow sort of thing going on, those are sweet. I like those. The other ones that I'm glad they saw they brought back were, uh, to an extent, were the Toronto Raptors ones that you've seen with the the classic Vince Carter jersey with the dinosaur on there and Tracy McGrady and those era Toronto Raptors. See, sometimes we do these things, and this, okay, this is a gripe I have generally with modern art. I'm not exactly sure if it's modern art or just how, I don't know, design is nowadays. Simple isn't always better. 
It's just not. I know a lot of people, that's the new wave is a more simplistic idea. Simple isn't always better. Sometimes you take away these things just to simplify and modernize it. I mean, what you're doing is you're making it more sleek, but in turn, it's more boring. So some of these new uniforms that you see come out, it's like, what's the plan here? This is boring. You're taking away some of the character of these things. Like I even saw that over the off season, and we haven't seen it much yet because football season hasn't really fully gotten underway. The Eagles changed their word mark from, you know, the classic Eagles thing where it's say Eagles and that's just their specific font. They changed it. Why? You took away some of the little pieces of the E and the different things and we simplified it. But why? Well, what was wrong with it? Sometimes we mess with things for no reason. I saw Pro Football Focus change their logo. I was like, why? I don't think it looks any better. What, what are you doing here? You simplified it. You went from having a PFF cut out of a football to now a PFF cut out of a square. Why? Like, is that helping you? I don't get some of these things. And Oh, my gosh. If we're going to go with simplicity and terrible, the Utah Jazz jerseys for this year are the worst thing I've ever seen. They look like practice uniforms. They might be the ugliest jerseys I've ever seen. What are we doing here? Are we just going with the most simplistic thing possible so oh, that... no. Doesn't it look terrible? Oh, no. It's Those like, are horrible. And the numbers are big. Those look like Summer League jerseys. They look just like Summer League jerseys. They're terrible. It's some of the worst jerseys I've ever seen. And I, I don't understand why this is why you're doing this. This is why sometimes with, when teams do these sort of things, they we're moving into the future. We're looking forward. We're modernizing. And in turn, what you're doing is you're really making things worse. If you're the Utah Jazz, you had an easy answer on how to fix your uniforms, if that's what you were worried about. Go back to the old school John Stockton, Carl Malone Jazz era jerseys. Those are sweet. Why would you go to the most generic looking jerseys I've ever seen? Hey, real quick, Toby, I got an update from Shams, and then Corey also tweeted this to us and at 12.50 a.m. the fan about the Bill Russell retirement. Sure. So apparently players who are currently wearing the number six will be grandfathered in. Oh, so LeBron can do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. He can Ooh, that choose doesn't to sound, switch uh, the number if he wants to. That sounds normal, LeBron doing whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's fine. And but. they call him the GM for a reason. Yeah, exactly. LeBron can just do whatever he wants. He basically runs the NBA. Um, but I, that's a good move for them retiring the number six. But now I'm fired up about these Jazz jerseys. They are terrible. They are just so bad. And thankfully, with the Bucks, when they rebranded and did their whole new jerseys and stuff like that, after they left the Christmas colors... I think they did a good job with those jerseys. I have no issue with what they did. I think they look solid. I think the green ones look good. I always liked the black ones. I know they made some changes to that. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of those ones, but the new black ones are basically going to be what those green jerseys were with the antlers on the side. They're just black now, and they're going to wear those this year. I think that's solid, and I think overall the Milwaukee Bucks jerseys are solid. But I'm not a huge fan when some of these teams do these things and switch things up and come into the present, and they just don't look great. Like, think about when the Seahawks changed their stuff. Or think about when the Buccaneers a couple years ago changed their stuff to look more, I don't know, boxy. Alarm clocky is I what I said. Yeah, I didn't like them. And I like the fact that they've gone back to more of a Derek Brooks era look. I think that's more of what you should do. Like sometimes you try to do these things and I really hate when they do futuristic jerseys. I hate that. And my least favorite Jersey of all is the new Washington commanders, white Jersey. It's the stupidest looking Jersey in professional sports. Looks awful. I, I, I can't stand it. And that's why I think that when you get these good jerseys, it's nice. But the other thing I don't like about jerseys too, and this is more so an NBA thing. I don't like the fact that when I turn on an NBA game now, I don't know who's who right away because they very rarely just wear their home and away jerseys. They don't just wear 
Like it used to be if you watched Celtics Bucks in Boston, Boston's wearing their whites, Milwaukee's wearing their greens. Pretty simple. And then vice versa at home. Now you turn it on, Boston might be wearing black. They might be wearing their road greens. Milwaukee might be wearing purple. <laughs> like what what are we what are we doing here? Well, it can be safe to say that if you see a board team wearing purple between Boston and Milwaukee, it's the Bucks. If a Celtics uniform ever came out with any variant of purple, that fan base would lose their ever loving minds. Well, that's for sure. But I mean, even like you turn on a, a Lakers Celtics game. LeBron and Jason Tatum and these guys going up against each other. And you've got the Lakers wearing who knows what. And you've got the Celtics wearing some random jersey that they only wear for that year. These are the classic matchups. Don't mess with these things. I do find it amusing whenever the Lakers do wear the Minneapolis Laker throwbacks as if anyone in the city of Los Angeles gives a hoot that they were once in Minnesota. I wonder how many people even know that they were once in Minnesota wonder how many people even know that at this point because I don't feel like I mean it, it would make sense because why in the world would a team in LA be named the Lakers but at the same time how many people even know that at this point how many people in Utah that are of a certain age group know that they were once in New Orleans well and that makes sense too because what <laughs> what does Utah have to do with jazz that came that reminds me you're wearing your angels get up that reminds me of the line from angels in the end zone Utah Jazz, what's the connection, kid? Mm-hmm. 100%. Talking about these uniforms, what are your thoughts on the new Bucks jerseys? I think they look good. I do. I think they look sharp. I think it's very clean, simple, nothing too crazy, but you also still manage to capture the charm of that era of Bucks basketball with the purple, with the green, using the same sort of font that they'd use. So I think it does a good job of capturing it without being too crazy. Like, I don't think that... It's going to look all that wild on the floor. I think it's going to look like it should with a new basketball jersey and a, maybe just a little bit of a fresh touch on an old classic. So I, I think it's good. I think it's going to look good on the floor, and I'm excited to see them break it out. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AM. The fan again, thoughts on the new Bucks jerseys, or if you want to talk about some other jerseys around professional sports that you think need to make a comeback. Give us a call again, 414-677-1250. It's Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. 1250 AM, The Fan. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts. Real quick, Toby. I have an update on Giannis. Yeah. As we know, he is over in uh, Europe playing for the Greek national team. They are scheduled to take on Spain this evening. Coach Budenholzer in attendance for tonight's game. However, the uh, uh, believe it's the Hellenic basketball Twitter account tweeting that Giannis will miss tonight's game against Spain as a precaution due to mild knee discomfort. They're saying it's a, a scheduled rest day, but they are officially putting it as mild knee discomfort. I know some people were a little hesitant about him playing these national games abroad and it uh, looks like the team is trying to take every possible opportunity to be as cautious as they can. Yeah, I hopefully everything's fine there, but I, I, have you been watching that at all? I don't know that you can I really caught watch some it. of the cuts. Harris Stavro um, he has uh, been cutting up a lot of highlights from the game he did play in. So I did see that. I did not actually watch the game, no. Yeah, I don't even know where you would watch it. But, yeah, I mean, it's... It's cool that he's playing for his country. It's cool that Budenholzer's over there. Just please don't get hurt. Please. Please. Talking about the Bucks jerseys, what are your thoughts on them? The new purple ones, 414-677-1250. Or you can tweet us at 1250am. The fan, let's get out to Jersey expert notebook Mike. Mike, what's going on? I wouldn't say expert. <laughs> I'm an expert at other talents. Well, I mean, uh, you know, you've got a, you've got a great fashion eye, I'm sure. Well, I guess I'm going to be on every Monday critiquing the Packers, according to Bart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a bar on Brady Street. Okay. A lot of soccer. Do you know the name? It's the Nomad. I'm sure they got the game on. Because they got all the feats from Europe. But let's, he ain't playing tonight anyway. I don't want to hear Giannis and me in the same sentence. Please don't. Please don't do that, Don, Mike. 
Now, jerseys, Raiders, yep. Yankees, Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Any changes ever? They shouldn't. So what makes it good for all the other teams to change? Because it's a classic design and it looks good. No, because they want to make money. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, my uh, baseball team in high school, I went to Pulaski. Okay. We had those Houston jerseys. Yeah, those were phenomenal. And we went to state. We lost. But that is my all-time favorite. And it was in the movie. Name that movie. What movie? Houston Astros with those jerseys on. Is it a movie? I don't know. I, I'm not the most Bad cultured. Bad News Bears. Oh, yeah. 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 Breaking training. Yeah, I mean, I think those jerseys are phenomenal. I think that they need to make a comeback. Yeah. I do. No, okay, let's go comeback, and let's go no comeback. White Sox, I don't even, I don't have no words to describe it. Black with the yep, white with the, with the collars and then the uh, the shorts. Were they, were they really shorts? Yeah, they had jerseys that they wore for like two days that they wore shorts and they stopped wearing them because dudes were getting hurt or they were getting their knees all scraped up. I mean, that was a bad idea. They look like, uh, they look like dudes in the 50s wearing tube socks trying to play basketball. Oh, didn't we have a guy like that? We called him Socks. Uh, Robin Lopez didn't ha- didn't he have a guy? Uh, he wore Gary those tall Payton. socks. Gary Payton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, but, uh, appreciate it, man. Okay, real quick. I like the new socks uniforms. They look good. Which ones? The black ones. Black one. It's got the thing out like a Cubs emblem. Oh, were you, you talking know? about the ones that they're wearing tonight? Yeah. Oh, real quick, Field of Dreams deal. Yeah. I guess no baseball games tonight, except that one. No, I think there is one other game tonight. Yeah, I think there's a few, but very few. I'm going to, no, I heard on ESPN, they said they shut it all down just for this game. Well, and I I think that was the whole plan. I could be wrong, it'll be the first time. (laughs) uh, Yeah, sorry to burst your bubble, Mike. The the Red Sox and Orioles are playing at 610 tonight. They're going up against the Field of Dreams game. Well, they're building – I heard they're building a Field of Dreams next to that one. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Okay. Uh, We have something going at Lambeau. Let's build a bigger Lambeau field. And we have two stadiums. It makes – it's – Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Hey, Mike, I'm going to let you go here, man. Appreciate it. Good talking to you guys. 414-677-1250. 414-677-1250. Corey tweets at 1250 AM. The fan says, bring back the original Mighty Ducks jerseys. Well, I don't know if you can do that, though, because I don't know if Disney still owns the team. They definitely no, they own don't. the rights to that logo, but they don't own the team. Then there's the Maritan- Mariner's Trident jersey. Those yeah, I like are good that. ones. He said the California Angels... And the 90s Phoenix Suns jerseys. Yeah, those ones were sweet, too. The California Angels. I don't know what era of... I'm wearing an Angels hat today. It's not the California Angels, though. Which one is this? Is this the California Angels? What year was this? It's a cool Angels hat. It's with the lowercase A with the halo. I don't know when that's from, but it's cool. I've seen seen ads for that California Angels hat. I've considered getting it because it is a cool look. I do think that those are better than what they've currently got. I'd tell you what, though, and we'll talk about another team that has a classic jersey because Mike brought up a couple. The Yankees, those are classics. The Raiders, the Packers obviously have classic jerseys. But I'll tell you which jerseys I really liked. What's that? The ones they wore last year. The throwbacks that they wore against Washington. Okay. The green with the yellow numbers, the 50s throwbacks. I wish they'd wear them just with... Last year they wore them with no logos on the side of their helmets. I wish they'd still wear it with the regular helmet, but they look sharp. I think they're the coolest jerseys the Packers got. Hey, I did some digging for you. That hat you're wearing, the lowercase A, is from 1971. Ooh, wow. It was only one year that they had it as their cap logo. Oh, so it's a 1971 alone one. Yeah, there you go. 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. 
Uniform talk, jersey talk here on The Fan. I think that those jerseys for the Packers, the ones I was talking about, the green and yellow with the yellow numbers, the 50s ones, I think those are cool, and I'm excited that they're going to be wearing those again. The thing that I don't like, again, this turns into just me complaining about stuff that Nike's doing, and they've taken over all of the major professional sports aside from hockey in the U.S., so they've got the NFL, they've got Major League Baseball, they've got the NBA, and they just recently got uh, Major League Baseball. And I know at first a lot of people were worried, oh, you're going to see the Nike symbol on the front of jerseys, and how's it going to look with the pinstripes and all on the Yankees and stuff, and that is going to look weird. But they've gone through and they started doing this City Connect thing, which I think is cool. I think the Brewers won. I don't, I don't know how much of a fan you are of the City Connect stuff for the Brewers, the MKE, the Baby Blue, the Brew Crew stuff. I think the color's nice. I'm glad that they went with the Baby Blue, the Powder Blues. Those are cool. I'm not a huge fan of those. I don't like the fact that they force it so that every team has to have it. Some are cool. Like, I think Washington's with the cherry blossoms is cool. I think the white socks with the south side on the black with the pinstripes, I think those are cool. But I don't necessarily like the Dodgers ones. Like, all royal blue, say Los Dodgers. You know, it's fine if you want to make a Los Dodgers jersey. I think that is cool. But for you to do a whole royal blue with it, I don't necessarily like that. And then... You know, you're messing with the L.A. Dodgers brand. I don't know if I'm a huge fan of making the Dodgers wear a different jersey like that. And then think about what they're going to come out. They haven't done it yet. What are they going to do for the Yankees? If anything, the Yankees jersey should just be a more throwback-looking Yankees jersey. It's always been the pinstripes with them. I don't want to go to a Yankees game, especially if it's like a Yankees-Red Sox game, and it's the Yankees wearing some other random jersey, and the Red Sox are wearing their UCLA jerseys. Isn't that weird, though? Like, I don't want to mess with some of these things. Some Part of going to some of these games, you know, you go to a Packers and Bears game, it's iconic. It's Packers jerseys. You know who the Packers are, and it's got the same look that it's had for year after year after year. The Bears jerseys. Don't mess with all these things. It's different if it's like a new franchise. Like, if you want to go with, like, the Carolina Panthers and let's rebrand and change everything. That's fine because they're, you know, an expansion franchise. It's only been around, you know, what, 20-some years, something like that. But if you're going to rebrand some of these teams that have been around since the 1930s, the 1940s, I think that's being a little bit too crazy and almost forcing these things. I will say I'm going back to the White Sox with their Southside uniforms. Those are phenomenal. Thank goodness that they finally got a good alternate uniform for that team because I think the White Sox may have, and Notebook Mike briefly mentioned this, they might hold the title for the worst jerseys in the history of American professional sports when they went with their collared shirts in the 70s with the shorts. <laughs> they are to date, I believe, the only baseball team Bill Vec tried to get them to wear shorts, which, first of all, can you imagine sliding into second base wearing nothing below your knees? And this is the 70s, too, so those shorts were not exactly the longest shorts in the world either. Yeah, that was not great. That no, was not great. They look like a glorified the, softball team. The other White Sox jerseys that are great are the ones that just say Sox. The red, white, and blue ones. Yeah, those are good. Those are phenomenal. Those are great. All right, I'll, I'll, we'll take a quick break from Jersey Talk because I want to hear again. We talked with Tim Allen on the Gene, from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show. We talked with him in the first hour of the Wendy's Big Show. I thought we had a good conversation talking about this Brewers baseball team. And we'll hear from him next here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan or Adam let me know in the break that a caller had said maybe Toby's Tea Time. I don't know. I don't, I don't mind it. Well, if you do get that fan afternoon show gig, you are na- you are workshopping names for it right Toby's now. Toby's tea time. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be it. You I don't think, think steal- that would go over with the demo? I'm, no, I think I'm going to steal my podcast name. Oh, um, I, uh, Toby continued. Toby that continued. That's right. I yeah. see. I listened. Yeah, I've put out like three podcasts in five months. Hey, you know what? Consistency is key with podcasting. Take it from me, a guy who had an actually like well downloaded podcast, and then one day just decided, no, I don't like this. I'm just gonna yeah, stop. Yeah, I, I, I understand. It's busy. I, I've been busy. It's a lot of work. So yeah. probably not getting one anytime soon either. <laughs> yeah. Quick message to anyone before we get to this Tim Allen cut. As someone and you and I know, as podcasters, we do this for our job here, and then we do it on our own time. Yeah, I mean that's what we are. We're not radio hosts. We're podcasters. For anyone who's considering starting, because you know the old t- tried and true quote, everyone can do a podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that's true. Anyone technically can do a podcast, but not everyone can do a podcast, which means advertising it, marketing it, promoting it, consistently uploading, getting guests, editing, making sure your audio sounds good. Jeez, you make me want to quit the biz. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard <laughs> to keep in it when you're doing this and like, oh, this one's doing numbers. Four downloads. Five downloads. Yeah. Yes. When you get, you know you really made it when you get excited because you've had 10 downloads. Yeah, those double, double oh, digits, Oh, that first double baby. digit one? You hit triple digits. It's like, oh, my God. That's it. Ma, I'm quitting my job. Toby continues going triple digits, baby. Yeah, it's going viral, man. I got a whole hundred people listening, and it's all my family. So just, just a little pointer to anyone who's like, oh, anyone can do that. No, not really. No, this isn't like... This isn't like uh, Ratatouille. Anyone can cook. No, they can't. Not anyone can just do a podcast. Not anyone. Well, I saw one of the kids that we were watching Little League World Series, and we commented on their special talent being cooking. Hey, now we're talking. Hey, you know what? I do respect to the ESPN broadcast of the Little League World Series. When they do the stats, quote unquote, for the players, it's nice to see some original things and not just... Well, this kid in last year's Little League World Series had a 294 batting mm-hmm. average and a 316 OPS. No, it's just like, who's his favorite baseball player? What's their favorite thing to do? Hey, what was the weirdest thing you had happen hey, to you on a vacation? His favorite baseball player is Christian Yelich as he grounds out to second for the fifth time today. See, you emulate your heroes. <laughs> Love it. Earlier today, we talked with Tim Allen on the Wendy's Big Show. Here's Timmy. We see a little uptick of good positive vibes here in Brewerland, don't we? I mean, that's just, even though it's a couple of games, it's funny how the tide can turn a little bit. And then you look across the country there and you see what Josh Hader did. And you're like, hmm, okay, was there a little bit of overreaction? Maybe, maybe not. That's, that's up to you guys to decide. What I'm encouraged about, Toby, is last couple of games here, is is good fundamental clean crisp baseball mm-hmm. and then that's what you needed and that's what you, that's what every team wants needs and 
and desires uh, as as you try to win a championship is you play baseball like that, you're going to win most of your games. Now, will you get outdone in good, clean baseball uh, occasionally and lose a 3-2 game and it was a great ball game and they just played you know a little bit better and they got the one hit that, that turned it, but yet both teams played that good brand of baseball? Yes, that, that can happen too. But as long as they play like this and they get beat on you know, the other guy's merit that day, fine. I'm, I'm good with that. But this, you know, sound the circus music and the bum, 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 da, 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 you know, and they're throwing the baseball around mm-hmm. and they're getting picked off and, you know, making uh, uh, bad decisions. Okay, that, that is a different story. When you play good baseball, you're going to win your fair share and more. Well, and I was listening to you a little bit uh, over the last couple of days with the games against the Rays, and you brought up that this team is an emotional baseball team. The fact that they can ride with the highs and they can be a team that when everything's going right, it seems like they can compete with these top teams. And then after the hater trade, they're down in the dumps, and what happens? You get swept in Pittsburgh. So it's an odd thing with them, and now they've got a tough stretch. It's really going to test them. How do you think that fares for them going into this 13-game stretch? Uh, well, it could go in either direction as emotions go. And, and when, you, when you're just trying to bounce back off after uh, losing one of your guys like that, and it did affect them, it, it appears, unless that was one hell of a coincidence, that <laughs> they go 1-5 immediately after uh, losing one of their guys via the trade. Um, it, it can go in either direction. But when you get... You know, come from behind victories, when he gets more smiles, ring the bell, things like that, uh, that's a good sign. And you just hope that, that the, emotion, the, the emotional state is, is in a positive light rather than negative. And, and again, this is, this is for Craig Council. To, you know, now is not the time. And we're seeing, we saw it yesterday. I don't know if those of you guys watched the game on TV. Craig Council showed a little emotion in yesterday's game. He did. <clears throat> the few times they, they panned on him, you guys at American Family Field also that could uh, watch the dugout, you're seeing a little more emotion. Why? Because now it's crunch time. That's why. And, I, you know, again, I, I'm a scoreboard watcher on opening day. I am. Because they're all, they all mean the same. But just dog days of summer now, you know, you were seeing some of that emotion. And when you get the uptick of, you know, a walk-off victory or a great defensive play in, in the 10th inning uh, yesterday by Rowdy Telez, or you get a clutch hit, Colton Wong, two days ago with a mid-game two-run, two-out, two-strike, two-bagger. Um, and those things, this, that's the life's blood of this team is rolling on that. Now, it can come back to bite you on the other side, Toby. It, it can. And that's, you're just hoping to avoid that. And just play the what-if game. If they get into a cycle of the uptick in positivity with that type of pitching, that type of emotion, you, you just don't know. Guys, you don't know. And the, rest on this. They're a good baseball team. And I think people sometimes forget that. We, we live so much in the moment here, and, and rightly so at times. I'm, I'm not telling any, anybody not to be pissed about the Josh Hader move. But sometimes we live too much in the moment to where we, we should, and, and I fall victim to it too, so I'm not innocent in this. I go crazy occasionally. But to take a step back and say, well, are they a good baseball team or not? You know, it's like uh, an analogy would be, well, I, I want to win the lottery, and, and I, I, man, I, I suck because I, I didn't win the lottery. Well, take a, take a big, close look at that. And if you're comparing your lottery ticket to, you know, a mega bucks of, uh, you know, 300 million, well, you're always going to be disappointed then. If you compare this team to like the Dodgers on paper, this team is like the Dodgers are 44 games over 500. I mean, you're going to drive yourself crazy. So just analyze the team itself. Stay within what the Brewers are. And by definition, in, in a lot of baseball categories, they're a good baseball team, guys, and good baseball teams can win playoff series. You stay a good baseball team, you've got a chance. Well, and that's what I've been trying to tell people because this happens with the Brewers. It's happened with the Packers before. I think you recall under Matt LaFleur his first year, they're 13-3, and three, and you're hearing, 
man, this is the worst 13-win football team I've ever seen. And it's not necessarily that they're a bad football team, because I'm sure that got uttered by some people. It's that maybe they don't look the part, maybe they're not. But their record tells you they're 13-3. and three. You Look at this Brewers team. Are they living up to the expectations that some people had for them? Eh, probably not. But that doesn't mean that they're a bad baseball team. They're right. just not as good as maybe you expect them to be. And that's why, like you said, they are still good. If they can get into a playoff series, I think sometimes we get this idea that they have to dominate the playoff series and sweep the team. If they go up against the Mets in a NLDS in a five-game set, why can't they win one more than the Mets? It, we always talk about this in a, in a series that it can go either way, and especially in baseball, Tim, especially with pitchers and guys getting hot at the plate. Why can't they win three games out of five against the Mets or the Dodgers? And maybe this team, Toby, and, and, and I think you're right, um, but maybe this team, you know, they, they, they need to chase, okay? Just in, in a general sense, I think that the fan base embraces the, the cardiac crew sort of atmosphere, mm -hmm. right? And so instead of playing from the lead and, you know, like um, like the Dodgers, um, where they're they're just a million games over five hundred and they're stacked on paper and they should they should win the World Series and you know we we don't experience that much and Craig, quite frankly Craig Council didn't and doesn't experience that much. Well, it's uh, always uh, been Chase. Real quick, Tim, because this comes with being with the Brewers and the way that they have to build their team. How many of these guys have ever played from in front? you got to think about Rowdy Telez. Has he ever been an everyday player? Right. No. He's always had to fight and claw for his spot. Willie Adamas, has he ever been a star player for a baseball team? Not really. Not in the majors. And now he's having to fight for it. I think there's only a few guys on this baseball team that you could say really know what it's like to be at the top. And so when the Brewers are in a chase mode, I think that kind of clicks with the majority of the players because that's how they've had to be their entire careers in chase mode just to get at bats and chase mode just to get on the mound in the majors and when they're chasing and that's the, what they got to do they're at their most comfortable and, and and I think so and and that might be the case because you can cite the example of you know fan sentiment is is, is just a weird thing I, I I know I'm trying to buckle in for some really tough tough losses here there's some stiff competition here there's going to be some games that are some situations that don't go right but if you if you go back to last year, with a couple of weeks remaining, they had clinched a playoff spot, and then it was, you know, let's rest our players and let's stay healthy and things like that. So those games, did they mean something? Well, I don't know. You know, you could make the argument that they didn't mean everything, okay? From 2017 through 20, through what, uh, September of 2021, every single game managed by Craig Council, meant something in a playoff chase except one, and that was the final game in 2017. Every game from 2017 through late August or September of last year, 2021, four years of baseball where every game meant something but one. Everything was in chase mode, and everything was on the, what the Brewers do today? What the Brewers, what time do the Brewers play? Were you watching the Brewer game? This is a big game for them. And maybe, maybe this is what they need is to be humbled like this and get back into chase mode. And, and I, I enjoy that type of baseball too. I, I mean, I do. When, when these games are magnified like this, like tomorrow night, 7-15 first pitch in St. Louis, one game dip. I mean, it just it doesn't get much better than this for entertainment for sure. Talking with Tim Allen from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show here in Milwaukee. Just a couple more as we wrap up here, Tim. Looking at the offense and how they've been able to get things clicking, do you think this is sustainable throughout the rest of the season? I mean, maybe not the high run totals, but at least a consistency on offense? They, well, they've been a decent run-scoring offense um, for a good chunk of this season, and, and they're not toward the bottom of the pack in, in run scored. They're not. They're going to score some runs. Uh, you, you hope so. I, I Again, I, I do have an issue with, you know, things like Mike Brasso being your cleanup hitter against lefties. I mean, and, I, and this is no knock on Bras, but just saying that, I don't know, you got guys like, uh, I don't know, you, you guys know the drill. Hunter Renfro, that might be a good choice for a cleanup hitter, just saying. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I, I, I think, and, 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 again, much of this is going to run on emotion, too. We're seeing, since the All-Star break for sure, 
Last one, Tim. Got about a minute here. What do you think happens with the back end of that bullpen? Are we ever going to get defined roles, or is it just going to be fluid the rest of the year? I, I uh, the managerial style of how Craig Council has handled the bullpen um, has changed because two two main elements. One would be Josh Hader, so that that's going to mix things up a little bit, and I think he's gonna, he's going to find himself making some decisions like yesterday, Boxberger. If that game was in, in April or May yesterday, Boxberger, bases loaded, one out, down one, I think he would have let Box go for one more hitter. And, and the sentiment would have been, well, he's one pitch away from getting out of that thing. Get a ground ball, double play, you're out the door. He went to Milner. What a brilliant move, number one. But you know that, that, that's part of it. The hater is, is uh, losing him and, and getting some new pieces out there. But the other thing is, I think he's still dealing with the DH part of this, Toby. I mm-hmm. do. And, and that has impacted um, the Brewers maybe more than any other team in baseball because he was so damn good at it on when to pull his pitcher, when to pinch hit, when to double switch, when, when to go with a, a, a matchup out of the bullpen for one or two hitters. That's a, that style has changed now because of the rules. And so he's, he's going to try and find himself, and yesterday was an example of that, where uh, he's got to make a few different decisions now, and, and I'm excited about that, to, to find that out. I think, it's, I think it's every game. It's every decision. You're in chase mode like this. Let's be frank about it. You're on the outside looking in. you got to be the aggressor here, and you got to play every game like it matters big time. Now you heard from Tim Allen a little bit earlier on the Wendy's Big Show, host of the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, Tim Allen is. You can catch him tomorrow night after Game 1 between the Brewers and the Cardinals. Big series, three-game series starts tomorrow night. Tough stretch. We talked a little bit about that on the Big Show. Tough stretch for the Brewers coming up. Hopefully they can get things going. Hopefully that Tampa Bay Rays series, one and two there, gets them going in the right direction. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk with Scott Grodsky. And if Sam Schmitz will come in here, I will talk smack for beating him in draft mockery here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts joining us from CBS 58, doing the Fan Afternoon Show, doing a phenomenal job this week. Scott Grodsky. Scott, what's going on, man? Not too much. How you doing? Not too bad. And then also joining us, the producer of the Fan Afternoon Show, Sam Schmitz. Sammy? How you doing? Doing well. I'm doing the best out of all of this because Sam was just making fun of my entire team yesterday in draft mockery. Yeah, just because you win, I still stand by everything I said. <laughs> hey, results, man. I get results. I just win. Okay. I just find a way I to think win. The only way for us to really know is to organize a cage match with King Kong and Godzilla, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll see what happens. And Clay Matthews. More, <laughs> more ridiculous than you winning is the fact that Scott finishes in third with Superman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's be honest. What the hell is stopping Superman in that fight? I don't know. No one picked. Does anybody do- have, Doomsday? Does, so. Right. Does anybody have Kryptonite? No. Yeah, I got Optimus Prime. It's better than Kryptonite. Jeez. All right. So yeah, you won. <laughs> I, th- I think. I think the pandering to Clay Matthews didn't work for me. I think that really hurt me. <laughs> I should have taken Chuck Norris. I kind of feel. Yeah, about Chuck that. Norris, Bruce Lee, those sort of things. I think we missed out on some. You. Of those. I think you won the. Um, last animal cage fight so i guess you're just a cage match expert yeah i'm just good whenever you doubt my draft like exceptionally like i said i, I win yeah i don't care though i still stand by everything i said <laughs> king kong was a dumb pick <laughs> it won me the draft man hey it took, i'll take it i'll take it see i saw a lot more things about your last two picks than king kong yeah, what was the it, third one again? Fourth was Doctor Kruger. Strange. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. You, that's a dumb. That's a dumb. Yeah, draft. like if let's be honest, like just because <laughs> just because you win doesn't mean you were right. Doctor Strange gets beaten his own movies what, repeatedly. Uh, there were so many drafts. I forgot what exactly were the topics, but there have been so many drafts where like everybody's like, okay, this is the winning team, and then somebody else wins. That's why we leave it up to the people because if yeah, we, exactly, it's if the we, good people in Milwaukee. If we if we just decided who was gonna win, then it wouldn't be much fun. But that's why we uh, let the people choose. And but that's yeah. the beauty of draft mockery. So next I, week's I gonna get it. intense. Next week's gonna get intense between you and I. It will. It will because there tra- there will be plenty of trash talk. I'm how far am I back now? What two or three? I think you were at six. Now you're okay, now seven. Four, yeah, four and so a half. Four. Yeah. I don't know that I can catch you, but I, we got the rest of the month. I think I'm doing. Well, it's a most terrible of the rest system. It's designed for him to win. To be okay, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a horrible faces. system, and he's going to hide behind. Oh, I'm too lazy to do it. I yeah. thought. I thought about. <laughs> I thought about this when, as soon as I went back into the pre-production sh- stuff that I was doing, 
Why haven't you guys brought this up in the past? We're in like we're that ha- was Bart that did that, and now it's genius. But we're three quarters in the way of season three. All right. Well, for season four, yes. one that should be changed, and two, it should be a snake draft. And I never understand why it's not a snake. I, I just, it was it was it was uh it wasn't a snake draft before I took over. And so then I the other thing, the Sam, is because my first season I was so bad that I didn't want to know my winning percentage because it was zero. Right. <laughs> it's fine. I'm totally fine with doing it, but yeah, I'm not. Th- those are your changes for next time. I'm totally fine. Winning with... percentage and snake draft. Maybe we'll do. Maybe if you want, you can do like a football season starts once it hits week one of Packers season. And then it's the no, winning well, percentage era. Once we figure out what's going on with the afternoon show, then we'll reset. Then we'll reset <laughs> yeah, the standings. That's, that's, well, that's also fair. As well. Usually, whenever there's a you know change in the personalities on the on the show, that's when we usually switch. That is fair. Up. That is fair. What's coming up on the afternoon show? Honestly, you got to be in first in most losses at least too. Probably. Yeah, I don't probably. know. I but that's the that's thing. Fair. Like, I think I got, I hold if you title. if you want me to do winning percentage, you want me to do it for this season. I got to go back because like. I gotta figure no, out how many. O- it's over for this. I gotta no, figure out how many you've been in. I gotta figure out how many Adam's been in. I gotta figure out how many Tim I've Shea's only been, been in. The one that I won. That's the only one I've done. Right. So, I mean, you've been on the, the you know batting a thousand. You've been on for you know three so far this week. No, no, I haven't been on. No, any no, of no. I, I, I was I, just in the one that I won. I like, like your guys' idea. I'm just saying that's for me. It's yeah, a it's lot too of much work. work. You can't do it. I get it. You can't do it. Anyway, coming up on the afternoon show today. I think you asked that question a little bit ago. Yeah. Uh, well, we've been talking a little Packers, a little Brewers. We're also going to have Bart Lundy, the new head basketball oh, coach for UW-Milwaukee uh, Panthers. Bart Winkler, I don't whatever. I mean, he's, he's going to be on at 430. <laughs> I'll be here. That's, uh, that's also something that will happen. And uh, Greg Bishop from uh, Sports Illustrated will be on at uh, 530 with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 